You're listening to an audio sermon from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. I want to talk now a little bit about what we're going to do to come alongside your church. And we're going to look at support programs for the parents, uh, different things that are going to come alongside your Champions Club. So this is what's, what, what's going to be exciting in the days ahead. Um, I'll never forget, and again, some stuff you're going to hear tomorrow, so, so, so you'll just have to bear with me, but uh, I had a second intimate conversation with God after that miracle that took place, and I was walking through Lakewood Church, and I came across our kids' life area, and you know, our area is like your area. It's beautiful, you know, and it's so animated. and has so many different things for kids and everything, and as I was walking through there, God stopped me again. And he just said, Craig, look at what you're doing for typical kids. He said, it looks like Disneyland. He said, but look at what you're doing for special needs kids. And at that time, we were still walking through our journey ourselves, and God just spoke to me clearly. He said, Craig, those kids deserve the very best, just like every other child. He said, when you look in these kids' eyes, he said, who you're looking at is you're looking at me. Because when you do it in the least of these, you do it unto me. Now, realize when, when he was talking about doing it under the least of these, he wasn't calling them the least of these. That was for our human minds to understand. See, he, sometimes he has to speak to our flesh because we wouldn't understand what God was saying when they're the best, just like every other child, right? So he's speaking to the human condition. But when you do in least of these, you do it unto me. And he said, God told me, he said, favor will fall you and your church when you begin to reach out to these kids, teens, and adults, and families. And so I remember during that time, we weren't sure what to do, but we, I had two key things that I felt like God wanted us to do in the situation that, that just as a special needs uh, family, we've walked through. Number one, our program had to be so good that we would never turn away a child, teen, or adult. And that was so important because our families, and you special needs families, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We face a lot of rejection. And, and you know, even in, in public schools in America, they'll tell you they're failing in two areas, at-risk kids and special needs. And the reason why they're failing with special needs is now there's too many kids. Autism has changed the game. It's changed everything. And now there are millions of kids uh, that, that there's, in America alone, there's over 53 million kids, teens, and adults with special needs. So you just see it, it growing everywhere, and I'm sure you've seen it in South Africa. Every country I go to, um, it's grown over the past 10 years when I went back at, at alarming rates, at alarming rates. So it's an epidemic. Autism is literally an epidemic that's taking over across the world. So I knew for, for me, a family, when they came to our church, we couldn't go, well, we'll help some special needs kids and then we won't help those that are more severe. Because that kind of rejection would be, would be so hurtful for that family. And they've had hurtful experiences at churches before. And that's the challenge, you know. Churches have not been ready. We're, we've been so far beyond, behind uh, for years. And you've seen so many families come to a church. And even when the church has tried, uh, the families end up leaving because it just got too hard. If you've got, you know, if you're in a classroom and you've got uh, uh, 
20 typical kids and you have five special needs kids or even one special needs kid and, and, and you've got to focus on that one special needs kid and, and then you've got the other 20 that makes it difficult. So you, and then lots of times they didn't know how to respond to them. They'd try to be like a buddy and, and buddies are good, but it just became very difficult. And parents, I would see many parents, they would sit in the back and they'd go in and out of service and, and just because their, their child couldn't sit in a service like this. So they end up stop, uh, stopping uh, to come at all. And so we knew, we knew we had to develop a program that would never turn away a child, teen, or adult. The second thing we knew that was so important was that we had to come alongside the parents as much as the kids. The parents were the ones carrying that refrigerator on their back, Right. We're carrying it as a special needs parent. It's every day. And even though we get breaks at time, whether they're at school or, or some type of therapy or, or something that, that they're working with, we knew we had to be a respite. We had to be a place where they could find hope and where that parent could walk into the service and not be worried about whether they're going to be called back or not. And, and special needs parents, we know that feeling, don't we? How many times have we been called back over and over again? Your child too much. We can't handle it. All these different, but if you create an environment, what we found, if you create an environment and really develop them in this environment, then you will see them thrive. And even when they struggle, you'll see them at least find a place where they can find a, a place of love, of, of contentment, and of peace. And so, so we knew we had to come alongside the parents as much as the kids. So we begin as we started working on the Champions Club, I started working, I, I went to uh, some of the top medical doctors. They were medical researchers in Houston. And I told them what we wanted to do. We wanted to develop this program. And they were doing some of the top medical research on autism and different types of special needs. And, and I told them the two things we wanted to do. And to my surprise, they said, yes, we'll be a part of your task force. Then I went to the, some of the top special needs schools in our area. We had some two really great ones. And one guy, his name was Dr. Charles Meisgeier, and he started the first uh, certificate program to get a degree centered around special needs in, in America at the University of Houston. And so just, just an amazing guy. And then we found the most important ones to be a part of the task force, special needs moms and dads. Because they know their child better than anybody else. They walk with them. They, 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 they work through so many things with them. And for an entire year, that's what ultimately became the Champions Club. It's a holistic approach. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. That's why you have four stations in a Champions Club. You have a physical therapy station, obviously, for the body. Uh, you have an educational station, obviously, for the mind. You have a sensory station, Right? The thing with a child, to bring their senses out, you have to dig down deep inside. Uh, many of them uh, struggle just, just showing their emotions. And that's the power behind the curriculum that we created. You know, we didn't know it at the time, uh, but we didn't know we were creating the first Christian curriculum in history for special needs at the time. We were just responding to the kids. What we realized when we were adapting curriculum was that it wasn't behavioral in some ways, and we need to make it behavioral. What I mean by that is we need the, the curriculum to be behavioral because when, when they connect with God, it's not just 
it's not just in your mind you connect with God. You want to connect with him with your soul, with your spirit, with your heart, with your emotions. And so, you know, you might have a lesson that says, uh, uh, you know, the goal might be, uh, I am sad. But when I read God's word and pray, I am happy. Now that goal right there is very important for a special needs uh, a child because if they're sad, they, they understand that feeling, but even then they may not know how to express that, but they still feel it, right? But when they learn different parts of learning God's word and praying and, and, and being a part, part of a spiritual community, then that can bring joy to them. That's behavioral. And so it teaches them how to respond to God and how God responds to them. And so, so that's where the spirit uh, station comes in. And then they rotate in between those four stations. That's the goal. Does it always go perfect every weekend? No, 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 no. Special needs isn't about being perfect. <laughs> it's, about, it's about being uh, available to them and working with them and developing them where they're at. Just like you would with any other person. You know, as a leader at Lakewood, I oversee over 350 staff. My real job isn't, isn't Champions Club. My real, I'm an executive pastor at Lakewood Church, so I oversee a large staff. And one of, one of the things I talk about in my book, Lead Vertically, that's so important when you're developing people is, is this, is that you've got to become a student of human behavior. See, what makes one person tick is different than what makes another tick, person tick. Because God is created us uniquely. And what I see a lot of leaders do many times is that they get a vision and a plan and they want, they basically put all, all their leaders in a bunch. Instead of getting to know them and getting to know what makes them ticks, they just go, hey, follow this vision. Follow me and everything. And they don't realize that if they'd find out what makes them tick, they would, it's like pieces of the puzzle. They'll put that vision to a wholly different orbit once you put those key pieces of their talents and their giftings and who they're created to be. And so I, I, I tell the leaders this all the time. You've got to become a student of human behavior. What, what, what makes your pastor tick is different than what makes me tick. I want to get the best out of your pastor. Well, it's the same way with special needs, kids, teens, and adults. What, don't put them all in a bunch. You know, who Daniel is, I met, I met Daniel here at Mingo. Who Daniel is and what he was created to be is different than what Karn's created to be. And God's got, they have similarities, but even with similarities that, that different special needs uh, kids, teens, and adults have, sure they have similarities if they're a Down syndrome child or, 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 or they have autism or different things like that. They have similarities, but they, they also have uniqueness within each and every one of them. And so we can't just put them in a bunch. That's why we individually work with them in between those four stations to help whatever that is. I was back there in the back just a minute ago and I saw Daniel putting together a car. And first thought that came to my mind is, wow, he, might, he could be an engineer one day. Some type of engineer. He, he's putting the, the, those pieces together and everything. Then, then uh, uh, is, is it Christopher, what's your, what's your son's name? Jaden, Jaden. So Jaden loves music and, and, and stuff, and, and he can create videos and different things like that. So Jaden, it might be media, you know, something we're around music. And so each one is different. So we want to create something that would try to bring out those gifts and talents. So when we launch 
uh, uh, Champions Club at Lakewood Church, we had no idea how many would come uh, when we launched it. We didn't even know how ahead of the game we were. We were just kind of responding. You ever been there where you respond to something and then God uses it, you know, and it, 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 it's far, far more than you could have ever thought or imagined, but he does exceedingly more than we can ask, think, or imagine, right? And so when we launched it, we didn't knew, know at that time, this is 10 years ago, um, uh, how it would not only draw people, but how, how it would develop uh, these kids, teens, and adults. And so you saw one example with Christopher, how those things were developed. So we begin to see that begin to t- take place, but then we, we begin to do key things to develop their talents and come alongside the parents. So here's some of the key things we did. For instance, we saw a lot of kids that they were really good. They'd get in front of a mirror and they would act out little movies or little things that they would see. Connor will quote different movies and stuff that he's seen before and they'll begin to act out. And they obviously, many of them have great memory and stuff. Some of them were great singers. Uh, some of them were great behind the scenes. They, if you gave them a task, they could do it and different things like that. So I thought to myself, you know what? We're going to do something really amazing, creative. And so we did the first Broadway musical, Beauty and the Beast, at Lakewood Church. And it all starred special needs, kids, teens, and adults. And we're not talking about, you know, oh, that's cute, or, you know, that, that's, that's a nice little play. I'm talking about we went to Hobby Center, which is the Broadway uh, uh, theater for Houston, and we got them involved, and they brought in costuming, staging, some of their teachers, everyone came involved. The, The top artists in the area and everything got them involved in this. I'll never forget a couple of the instructors, they went, you know, I don't know, Pastor Craig. I don't know if they're going to be able to do this. I mean, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to learn the lines. And we're asking a lot of them, Pastor Craig, you know. And I just, I just said to myself what I told you I, I said in the beginning. I said, no. I said, I want you to give them a chance. I said, I believe that these kids can do this. I said, just give them a chance. Get this. In three weeks' time, they had every one of their lines memorized. Three weeks' time. And it didn't matter what they dealt with. It was amazing. And we had this one guy named Alex, and it was so funny. Alex, he's the sharpest dresser you'll ever find, right? And he's on the middle of the spectrum with autism. He's a teen. He's about 15. Well, he won the part of Lumiere, right, in, in the play. And, and so he was just nailing his part. It was, he's kind of a perfectionist and he was nailing his part, but here, here would be Alex. Alex would walk out and he would, he would do Lumiere and he'd hit it. He'd, he'd walk back to the backstage, put his earphones on, start pacing like this, right? And then they'd go, Alex, it's your time. He'd take off the, and he would nail his part. And it was so cool. And, and see, they had buddies that were dressed similar to them that would walk with them on stage wherever they went. And if they did struggle at all, they would, you know, just, hey, the line or, or something like that. Just if, if they struggled and stuff. Well, here was the result of that. 10,000 people came to that production. 10,000 people. And that's not just because it was Lakewood Church. I, 
I wish I brought a video that you could see it. It was stunning. They crushed it. I mean, it was, it, I would have, I would have paid to have went and saw the show. It was that good. We, we had one little boy, he had spina bifida, and he's in a, he's in a wheelchair. And uh, that's a, you know, that, that's, uh, uh, it really deals with your spine, and, and, and it's an it's a abnormality with your spine stuff. And, and so, uh, he obviously, he, he played chip. So what they did is they built the cup around his wheelchair, with his little chip, and he'd roll out there his chip, and he had the little top of the teacup on his head and everything. And so, so, so what I'm saying is you adapt, but you give them the opportunities. You, you show them what they can be. And every person that came to that production, I did not hear one person not say this. They said that was the most moving thing I've ever seen in my life. Not that it was moving seeing special needs uh, kids doing a production. They said it was moving because how good they were. They were that good. And so we tried to develop different things. So pastor, one day, we're gonna, we may do Beauty and the Beast right here live, you know, or something, I don't know. Could be any type of f- f- deal. Um, so other things that we do that we wanna see you guys, we're gonna start to work with you guys on uh, respite nights. We love to do, you say, what's a respite night? It, it is kind of what it sounds like, a rest for families. So what we do every quarter, uh, parents are able to drop off their kids at the church. And for four hours, they can go do whatever they want to do. And they can go grocery shopping. They can go out on a date. They can go back home and go to bed and sleep. You think that's funny, but that's a big deal, especially for the special needs mom and dad where their kid stays up all night long and they get no sleep at night. They can do anything they want to, and they're able to come here, and the team takes care of them for four hours and allows them to. So we have over 150 families that come to that, and it's, it, you don't know what it means to these families just for those quarterly respites uh, that we do right there. We have a banquet. Uh, once a year, and it's called the Champions Banquet. And what we do is it's the one night where families are able to come. And we don't just invite families from our church. We invite special needs families from all over the city. And they come, and they are treated like kings and queens. And we turn the places, we turn the place, it's the most decorated event at Lakewood Church. And that's saying something for Lakewood Church because they do things top-notch. It's the most decorated event. As a matter of fact, other departments come to, come to our team for how well it's decorated. And we turn the place into Neverland. Or we turn the place in the Wizard of Oz. We turn the place in whatever it is. And, and they're able even to dress up. And so you have Tinkerbell and you have Peter Pan and you have all, and it's turned into Neverland. I mean, literal pieces and stuff like that. And you could do it at any level, you know, uh, and everything. I'm going to send some of your team. But what, here's the beautiful thing. Um, we have what's called Ronald McDonald houses. And Ronald McDonald houses where uh, kids with cancer, kids with terminal diseases, uh, they, they come there and they're able to be treated and they're able to work. Well, we invited them to our first one, which was uh, uh, returned to Neverland. And I'll never forget this, man, when they came in and they saw that looked like Neverland. And there's this one little boy, there's this one little boy and he comes in 
he, he's so sick with cancer that he's got his oxygen tank uh, hooked onto his wheelchair. And, and uh, he comes in and you could tell he, 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 he's really down. And then he walks in, he looks at everything, and then he sees Peter Pan and Tinkerbell over there taking pictures with kids, right? And stuff. And then all of a sudden he looks at that, and then he just kind of gets a smile on his face. And so one of, the, one of the people said, do you want, oh, no, Tinkerbell came out, you want to take a picture with me? And, and he, he nods his head. And then, <laughs> this was a tearjerker. This little boy wills his wheelchair up to where the picture-taking station was, and he, he picks up his tank, and he walks with his tank over. And he gets in between Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, he puts his tank down. And he, put, he stands up, he puts his arm around, and he smiles for the first time. Not a dry eye in the place, right? So, so you have all these picture-taking stations, and there's a, a candy uh, uh, row, and there's all these different types of things that are just, just fun. And really, you know, what I'm talking about, any church can, can do it at, at different levels. But one of the things that we do, as I was talking about right there, is we have a queen of the gala, and she dances with her prince, and, and we tell her story. Once upon a time, there was this mother, and, and, and we begin to tell their story, and then there's a dance at the end. Just so many things. The, they get served a full dinner, and they walk out of there feeling like kings and queens. I'll never forget one lady named Lydia. Lydia has four boys. Her husband left her because he couldn't handle it. And he has four boys, three with autism, two severe. And she had no money. She had, she, she had nothing. We left living in a trailer home, and Champions Club came alongside of her, and she came to the banquet, and she was queen of the gala. And I'll never forget... They helped her, but she danced with her four boys, and two of them couldn't even stand up, and she would dance with them like this. And, and then she, she goes home, and I look on Facebook, and she said, tonight I was crowned queen of the gala. She said, it was the greatest day of my life. And I thought to myself, wow, one, one banquet, and that's the impact you can have. But to those families, they don't get that affirmation, that love, many times, except from their own uh, family. So there are things that, that we will start to look at and do around that. We're, uh, other things that, that we'll begin to, to, to uh, look at, we've started what are called monthly memberships. This is really cool, Pastor, and I want to kind of end with this and, 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 and kind of show you a video, but Every church, you know, it's going to take a period of time for us to launch Champions Clubs. And so we know that. We've got 80 around the world, but that's like a, that's like a, a, a little speck of sand when you think of the need, you know, around the world. But we know that God's got that. And we start praying. We said, God, how can, how can we bring help to churches, but also to individual families right where they're at inside their home every day? Like, when a family leaves here, man, they get hope and it helps them throughout the week. But you get back in the week and it gets tough again, doesn't it? And, and you're needing hope and encouragement and, and, and help in different ways. And so I'm really excited to announce this. But we, September 2nd, we're launching the Champions Family Membership. 
It's a subscription-based program, and it's less than a Netflix subscription, where every day you can go online and you can get daily devotionals for you as a special needs parent. You can get prayers, declarations. You can get life skills trained from experts all over the world. That means if you're trying to teach your child to, to brush their teeth or to be potty trained or all these different types of things, the training will be right on there. If you have what we call in America IEP meetings, I don't know if, it's that, if that's the same here, but it's with the, when the school works on a, on a plan with your child, we help you through all those different types of things. Get this, how many parents with special needs deal with anxiety, stress, depression? Can we go on down the line, right? We have trained counselors that will work with you online and will actually have small groups for families with special needs. Unprecedented, never happened before. We're going to have a doctor named Dr. Sandy who has, who's a special needs doctor and she will answer any question that you're do, dealing with your child on developmentally. She will get back. So let's say you're struggling with something with them at a particular time. Maybe it's behaviors. And man, they're acting out. They're struggling with behaviors. Maybe uh, they're not progressing in different ways. You can, you can uh, get on this and Dr. Sandy will begin to answer those questions. And then you can even send questions to her. Then, get this, we're going to have small groups for caregivers. And these small groups have a small group curriculum that comes alongside the family and just helps them become a stronger caregiver. Helps them with, with, with become a stronger parent. All of this literally for $9.95 a month. That's it. It's, it's like $120 a year. Somewhere around there. I don't know what that translates in, in, into to, uh, uh, your, your money. But, but it's very cheap. And you're going to be able to sign from your computer a mom in Zambia can get the help. She may not be able to get to a champions club, but she can be a part of the champions membership. And we made it that cheap because we still have to pay these people to help do all the training and all that kind of stuff. We had to, we had to charge something or we wouldn't charge anything. But, but, but we still had to do that, but we made it so cheap because we made it, wanted to make it so accessible to you. So every day you can go online and get this encouragement. Let me tell you how rare this is. This has never happened ever. This is the first time that, that this resource has ever been available to special needs parents in the world ever. And it's going to be a game changer. So if you're a special needs mom and dad, we're going to give you uh, uh, where to sign up and, and we'll, we'll give you that. Uh, I'll try to get it on here for you or we can probably send it out to people and we'll give you that link. You'll see a video and then you click on that, that, that link and it'll take you to where you can sign up. And I would encourage you, man, if you're needing that help every day, Get that encouragement. Get those things to come alongside of you because this is going to be crucial. And then the church, we have a church membership. Your church is already involved in that. And now you don't have to get us to come and train you. All the training on any area of special needs is now online for your church to get all the training for your volunteers. So that's, that's unprecedented. So now we've got, we've got many churches that have just signed up. So you can kind of see where God's brought it. Another thing that you can get, we have a 30-day devotional 
uh, Champions Club devotional. 31 days that ties into the curriculum that you can get online and, and you can do devotionals every day with your family. We just finished our children's book and we're hoping that those books will get in. <laughs> they were supposed to be shipped. Some of you got, I think they're all sold out of the ones I brought. We've got another 48 coming. And we praise God for this. Harper Collins, which is probably the largest publisher uh, with Thomas Nelson, largest Christian publisher. Uh, this is the first children's book in their history to include special needs. It's called You Are Extraordinary. But here's the cool thing. It's for every child. You'll see different children in different situations. Maybe a child that's being bullied. Maybe a child that's dealing with self-image. Maybe a child that's been adopted. A child that's sick in the hospital. It has all these different scenarios and it tells them how extraordinary they are. It tells them the very things. You can read this to your children every day. The very things I told you to do at the beginning. Every day you can tell them how extraordinary. And if you have typical kids, what makes it cool is, is that it shows the special needs. Uh, it gives them a wider perspective to have empathy and love for all kids. And then for special needs children, child, they see typical kids that have challenges in the book, but that they're extraordinary. It tells them, wow, they have challenges just like I do. So it's a beautiful marriage uh, between that. So we're really believing that God will use this book on down the road. We have tons, we're, we're gonna be mean with your team with a lot more ideas or a lot more things that we do, but we just don't have time to go over them all day. But I want to, want to show you something that we did, and this is something, Pastor, I want, I'd love to see happen here. But we do a special needs awareness weekend at Lakewood Church. So that, that when you saw that, uh, uh, it starts on a Saturday, and we do a walk and roll. I'd love to see a champions walk here to raise money for your champions club, to, to uh, add equipment, to expand your champions club to teens and adults. That would be fantastic. And, and so we do a walk and roll, and then we do a resource fair for parents, and we'll teach you how to do that. And then we do a job fair. And we bring in businesses to hopefully hire special needs uh, kids uh, or teens and adults. And that happens on Saturday. Then on Sunday, on Saturday night service, on our Sunday services, we do a full weekend where it just highlights special needs stories and, and what God's doing within Champions Club. And then it closes out with a song. And this song is really centered around awareness, but it's also centered around so many times these families are hidden. We want to bring them up and we want them to feel that they are special, that they are amazing, these families. So they come on stage and they're a part of this song. But I wanted to show you the song. Uh, we just did this two weeks ago. This song is that, this video is actually going viral right now because uh, you just don't see a video like this a lot. But I hope it'll encourage you. But one weekend, I'm believing maybe next year we can do a special needs Champions Weekend right here. Amen. Thank you for letting me come today. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.